I, like, I would be perfect for the CIA. Like, if you tried to find, like, mm-hmm. who I am, there's, like, very little, like, rec- recorded of me because I didn't stick out at all. And, and so I, and I just, my interests, like, I literally, like, my interests were very, like, minimal and focused. I loved animation. I loved video games. I want to thank you for taking the time to come here this morning. I just met you at that event. It was the Uncle Nearest <clears throat> yeah. Whiskey event. By your friend Mark. Yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah, Mark Forty. You don't know, do you know the story between he and I? No, I don't. Yeah, okay, the story, actually, we, well, I won't get into that. I'm not going to do that to him. You guys will hear that story some other time when I get Mark on. Anyway. <laughs> Save that content. Where were you born, Steve? Uh, originally, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. You um, Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> Although... I, I say that, but I always say it with, I'm a little embarrassed by it because I don't look Hawaiian. If you actually met a Hawaiian person, they, they wouldn't fit in this chair. They're, like, they're big people. They're big, hearty people. Yeah. And so I, I was born in Hawaii to uh, Stephen and Amber. They, they're, they're both, uh, well, my mom is Puerto Rican, so she's a native of Hawaii. So she looks very much Hawaiian. Uh, but my father. But she's Puerto Rican. She's Puerto Rican. Right. Because uh, you look Puerto Rican to me. Yeah, so Cause I guess because I, mean, I I lived in Puerto Rico for a year and a month. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know. So the, I guess that I guess there's that. But my dad is, as they say, a Howley, you know, from the oh, mainland, okay. from right, from right. Philly. So they got together at from some, Philly. Yeah. Okay. And they had me and my brother Chris, um, and then I think we were only there till eight. And but you remember that? I, you know, as a kid, like I, you know, I have like the memories are, you know, like like what's the best way to describe it? It's almost like blurry. You know, were you the first? You're the first child. I'm the oldest. Yeah. Okay. The first, is your yeah. brother? Your brother? You guys close? Uh, not really. It's not that we all oh, we hate each other or anything. Right. Just, um, it's just you know, just I come from a very nomadic line of people. Like okay. we don't really stay in touch too much. So where's your brother now? I believe he lives. Um, I was just texting with him a couple weeks ago. He lives in Pennsylvania, I think closer to, oh, I want to say Upper Darby or Drexel Hill that area. Is he married? I don't think so. I know he has like four kids, and they're all beautiful. I've seen pictures the of same them. Same wife? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> we got to get him on the podcast. You, you haven't met your, your nieces or nephews? I've met two of, out of the four. Um, I was. But was that by the same one? One similar woman, I or was think it different? So. I okay, so my he's, brother, he's nomadic. He's really nomadic too. Oh yeah, he's got a very interesting story himself. Um, so, but they're beautiful kids. I met them because uh, I was I was working on an independent film. Um, he's like a famous YouTuber. Um, I went to school with him. His name's James Rolfe, and he. Um, I was working on a movie of his called The Angry Video Game Nerd Movie, and they actually had a Hollywood premiere. So I was at the Egyptian Theater and did the whole thing, the, the red carpet, and that's where I met uh, those two. He came to see you. Yeah. Okay. And they were very lovely, and we stayed at like one of the ho- motels in Hollywood, and it was, I remember the floors being so oily. The Egyptian. Theater. Yeah, like there's El Capitan. The the is this a new theater? Because oh, it's one of the oldest theaters. The Grumman Chinese Theater. There's a Grumman Chinese, then El Capitan, okay. and then Egyptian Theater. Okay, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, it's it's, it's literally like you could see El Capitan from the Egyptian. Okay, right. So, because I remember, because um, I was just wandering around North Hollywood, and North Hollywood or the Hollywood thing like you know for foreigners they're like, oh, it's glitz and glamour. It is so dirty. It is so gross. But were you comparing it to what? Um, well, I, where had you? Where were you when you went? Where had you been prior to that? Well, to 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 keep it succinct, like when you look at it, movies, right? It looks like glitz and glamour. Oh, keep it, yeah, okay, yeah right. but when you actually see it, 
and the homeless people yeah they're homeless and, and the, they're just like Spider-Man and Batman <laughs> and like one guy's like praise Satan and you're just like what um, but but um, so so the so like basically I remember because the Egyptians here and El Capitan's there and I remember there was, it was the premiere of like Guardians of the Galaxy so I literally just ran over there and watched the red carpet of all the stars get out and director and all this like that and then I ran back to my red carpet so it's all it's all close by. But your brother came over during that time. That's yeah, and yeah, we we had a good time and stuff like that. Um, I think. But I, you hadn't been to Japan yet, had you? Oh no, I was living in Japan at the time. You still living so, there? So I just flew over just to, to. I was mainly there to do the Hollywood thing, but I was like, kill two birds with one stone. I haven't seen my brother in years. Same thing with my mother. So they all came out. Your mother and your brother. Yeah, yeah. What was your dad? Is he? I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily talk to him all that much. I think he's in Pennsylvania area. So you didn't grow up with your mom and dad? Who'd you? No, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I'm leaving a lot of things out. Okay. Oh, wait, so they wait. they split up like when I was like very young. After eight. Yeah, around eight or nine, because they, 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 again, as my uncle says, when they were in love, they were very much in love, okay. and when they weren't, they very much. Now weren't. your uncle meaning your <laughs> mother's brother. My father's brother. So he's close with you. He's the one I, I stay in contact with the most. He, most he lives in Hawaii. He's not from Hawaii. He's from Pennsylvania, like my father, okay. Philly. When I left Hawaii, so I was in Hawaii till eight, and my dad's originally from Philly, so we went back to Philly. So I so had I, your mother been from Philly? Had she ever been to Philly before? That's a good question. I think this might have been her first time. So you so guys she, and she's a, she's an island girl too. So she likes right, you know. Right, right, right. We were in Philly. I think only like two or three years. Because they divorced, I want to say, in 89. You remember going to school there? Yeah, briefly. We, I was in third grade, and I went to like one of those like public schools in Philly. I, don't ask me where it is. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, so, so originally, I, w I went to one of those like uh, schools where the nuns were teaching. Okay. So I, I have very, very uh, um, foggy images of going there. I remember... like. Um, like watching like Disney movies there and stuff like that and like you know doing the, the crayons like that but it was it was very kind of a religious like nun type thing and then I went to like a public school um, still in Philly in, still in Philly in third grade and I remember like everything about that school was just brick and asphalt and chain link fences brick and asphalt and chain link fences this was a public school okay. yeah and I remember that I can kind of even remember the smell of it that 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 sanitized detergent smell mm -hmm. and and boxes of crayons and, and did you whatnot. did you finish that elementary school I believe yeah I everything every school I did finish we did finish that and I think once I finished that I continued uh, my um and then 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 from after the divorce then we moved to California uh, from Philly to California okay, so, so you only did for like three years you said Philly then you went to California California and that's where you considered you spent more of all of your adolescent life Till adulthood was there. There, yeah. we're in California. Uh, Monterey Bay. California. Oh wow, that's not a bad area. Yeah, it's. So, yeah. But that's mom taking care of a single parent now. Yeah. Did she get married again or anything? She didn't get married, but she shacked up with a guy named John, uh, who was like a. Uh, he was kind of like a, a semi-celebrity, like uh, sous chef, and he's all. Ironically, he was also from Philly. I think he's ultimately a good guy, um, but I think that era, that eighties, nineties, sex, drugs, mm -hmm. and rock and roll. I think affect and they were they were all young people too. They you were, felt you saw that you did you? Oh, I saw that? all that stuff. Yeah, and I think I think you know they were all young people having kids, 
Like my mom had me when she was 20. Right here. You know, right. my dad I think was like in his early 20s as well. Okay. So they were still kids themselves. Right, 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 right. So all the drama and all the violence and all the, the craziness. Yeah, it was there. Yeah, so, so when I, when, when, to answer your question about John, you know, I think ultimately he was a good guy, but I think he was kind of flawed as well. Do you, you keep know. in contact with him? I have no idea. I don't even know if he's still alive. You don't know he's still alive. You don't know. I wish him well. I hope he's well. I, it, it's, it's funny, years, I know we're jumping around the story. That's okay. Years later, when I, again, moved back to, because I got my higher education back in Philly, I went to University of the Arts. Let's finish the high school. What did you do in high okay, school? Okay, so from, uh, so, so. So when you were in so, school, what so were, were we you left more? Philly. Okay. To uh, f- finish my um, what do you call it from third grade to fourth grade, so I right. went to fourth grade at Foothills Elementary. Okay. Uh, and that was in Monterey Bay. Right. It was a brief stop in San Francisco when we first arrived in California, and then we then we moved to uh, Monterey. Okay. So and then middle school was like I think Colton Middle School, from that was from sixth to eighth grade, and then high school was Monterey Bay High School. Okay. And so and so that was solid. Yeah, that was solid. So I was I think I was in California for about nine ten years. Okay. And my mom was with that guy for about nine years. So she was with, for so much. So he was actually, he was your functioning dad at that time. Yeah, in a way I could say that. Yeah, I mean, we never called him dad. Who'd um, you call him? Called him John. Okay, John. Would yeah. you call your mother? Uh, I called her mother. <laughs> I called her mom, basically. Mom, you call her mom? Yeah. No, because some people, I mean, I, I know that I grew up with some kids that called their parents by their first name. Yeah. So anyway, so when you were growing up, were you more academically inclined or more sports inclined, or did you like both? In um, high school, let's talk about high school. I was in Visikid. I, I didn't have um, I didn't have a, a identity or personality, so I never sided with either one. I was a very um, and still am in a lot of ways a quiet kid. So like I was really more into um, like like vi- I loved video games. I loved cartoons. I loved movies. What kind of video games did you like? So Some like we were very poor. Um, so like my very first video game unit was like the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. So I, I remember the games. It was like Demon Souls and Moon Patrol, and like there was one called like Haunted House, or and there of course it was a Tartar. So it was like it was like literally like f- like three bit or like four bit games, right? So it was literally just like five pixels was your main character, and then like you know like the enemy was like six pixels, and it would drop one pixel to try and like kill you. Like it was like those types of video games. We call them Space Invaders. Exactly, that Space Invaders is one of them. Moon Patrol is one where you're just like on a little thing, and you have to like jump over the rock. Right, right, and right. Sh- and you can shoot things and break things. Right. You know that was my so very first video game. And then of course, well, did your brother do this with you too? How many I, years between you two anyway? Two. Okay, so you guys are tight. Pretty when you grew up close. No. Oh, we were, we were always fighting. We did not like each other at really? all. No, no. Is he taller, bigger than you now? Um, when I was a kid, I was I was bigger than of him. Course, yeah. And then when he was adult, he got really jacked. He got he, he's actually taller than me. Um, not by, not like super yeah, like not like super, super tall, but like yeah. taller. And then I got jacked, <laughs> and then now he's. It's nice. not that he's not out of shape, but you know he slimmed down a bit. Like okay. so, when I saw him back in because what the the Hollywood premiere was what 2013 <laughs> around that time 2013 2014, and I saw him and he was in good shape. He was big. He had all these tattoos and big big. Have beard. you done tats? No, I haven't done any tats. I'm you know. I've so you're really staying low. You're, you're not into. Well, you know, for me the the tattoos are. Um, I don't know. It's it's as as you get to know me. A lot of st- the reason why I, lo- I don't do a lot of things is time. I just don't have time um, for me to sit down and get a tattoo and and, and think of the design for what about my body. Piercings? Same deal. Like I, I, I don't. I don't. Like, I, I don't. Just, I just don't identify with it. You know. I just don't. I just don't have the time for it. Um, 
it's 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 like uh it's like uh, my spirit animal is like conan <laughs> like conan's <laughs> like I, I just need a sword and like some sandals <laughs> and like maybe a headband and that's it i'm good yeah, yeah i got my muscles something to eat, yeah yes. something to eat and sleep and and fornicate with and that's, that's a, right there you go. what You're is best in life you know um so so all those tattoos and piercings are are for me super superfluous uh but that that, that the irony of that all is i'm surrounded by people who are all maked up or tattooed up or pierced up and stuff like that. The things that I was interested, I was really interested. Like what? Give me something that you really remember that you said, like, I like this. Cartoons. I Saturday morning cartoons, man. Which ones? Which ones? Oh, I grew up watching, like, Thundercats, Transformers, G.I. Joe, <laughs> Peavy's Playhouse, uh, King of Cartoons, right? Mecca like a high, make a hiney ho. You know, uh, uh, you know uh, 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 what else? You know, like, um, anything that Disney did, like, they did the Gumby right. Bears yes. and DuckTales and, yeah. and um, like, like, for me, when I woke up, like, Saturday morning, you know, this, the, like, you know, despite all the craziness of my childhood, there are all, there are magical moments, that, right, right. Uh, like, where waking up and smelling, like, the Bisquick pancakes yes, and yes, the blueberry yes, yes. and the, uh, the Aunt Jemima syrup. Right, right. Um, and then, uh, and then, then, then you got the Saturday morning cartoons, you know, uh, like, well, real, did you have some that, where you weren't, some that you didn't favor so much cartoons? Because I remember there were a couple I didn't care about so much that just didn't do it for me. Yeah, like um like there was I know exactly what you're talking so about. Like there was like there's like one called like Banana Man from the Britain. Yeah, something that just didn't you work. Know, just didn't work. Yeah, or like oh there's one like the, the like um there's the ones where like um where it was like the velveteen looking characters like or Babar and I'm just okay, like okay. get this off my T V get real Ghostbusters in here. Right. Get, <laughs> get get dinosaurs in here, you okay, know, yeah. get like um um Black Star or Brave Star yeah. I think it was the name of the, yeah. the, the uh, um uh, Ulysses thirty one. Like I could, we like I, like Dante and I became really good friends. You know, I'm sure he's another one you'll have on your podcast yeah, right, as well. Yeah, sure, he's sure. Mr. Softbank. Mr. Superman. He loves it. I yeah, sent yeah. him the first. I saw a black Superman. Okay, uh, perfect Alzheimer. proportion. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to him. Yeah, and he went. Thanks so much. Man. Oh, he's a huge fan. Yeah, he loves. But Superman. but we became really good friends because we would just sit there and like sing the opening themes of all the cartoons we <laughs> grew up watching. Knew, yeah. yeah. So so that was that was a big thing for so so that was something I really focused on. On animation, and ironically, not—I don't know if I'm using that correctly, that adverb correctly—but that 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 thing that I focused on, that I loved animation, is what I why I do what I do now in animation. So, like, so, so when you I never lost that. Do you, were you taking? Were you doing art class or anything when you were in high school? Always, I was always drawing. Whether I was taking an art class or I was in math class or I was did in. Did people did people come to you and say, "Wow, Stephen, that's really nice." Because you draw, you know, because I met kids like that that could yeah. either they were musical or somewhere they could really draw well, and you went. My all my all my drawings were stick figures. Yeah. To give you an idea. You know, and I couldn't even make it look like a good horse or <laughs> yeah. a good person. You know what's interesting is that um that's a good observation. I I what makes me good at what I do is I'm very workmanlike. And I know when when you hear the word workman it sounds like derogatory. It means like oh you don't have your own voice or you don't have an identity. So workman means like you're just you're very consistent with it. Um so okay. when I was a kid when people didn't say like oh that's super cool they'd be like oh draw me this. Okay. Oh, can you draw me that? Right. So, because they saw that it could draw, but they they weren't interested in like how awesome it was. They were like, oh, this person can draw really well. Right. Draw me this. Do this. Make a ninja turtle. Right. Make a. You, know, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Draw, draw, draw Egon. You know, right. or draw Garfield, or like so. Like it's so. So basically, I was able to replicate other Always artwork and stuff way. like that. And that's kind of what I do today. Is you know, I work with giants. 
and uh, I can draw and I can create cool things, but I'm at my best when someone's like, here's a reference image, here's uh, my painting, or here's the direction, and you go, make boom. that, and I can and make these really cool things. Gotcha. You know? Now, when you say you work with giants, what do you mean? So, so obviously my boss is Arthel Isom, right. um, and I guess I could say the other boss would be Darnell Isom because they're twins. And, uh, and wait, wait, he's a twin? Yeah. And so, they're both here? Uh, the other one works in Hollywood. He works for Legacy Effects. Okay. He, so he's like the senior guy at Legacy Effects. And if you don't know Legacy Effects, like if you've ever seen Avengers right. or you've ever seen a Star Wars, right. he's the guy that builds that stuff. He builds the costumes. He, he designs the creatures. Okay, he okay, does okay. all that stuff like right, that. Right. Uh, and then Arthel, of course, is the CEO mm -hmm. uh, for Day Art Stadio, the company this, I work for. The first black-owned animation company in Japan, right? That's right, yeah. Wow. And, and you guys, how long have you two been together? I've known Arthel, I want to say about five years now. Five, yeah, about five years. How long has he had his company here? He started the company, I want to say, oh, I'm going I'm to get help, I'm wrong for mm -hmm. this one. Because uh, he started he started the company with a, another good friend of his, Henry Thurlow. Who now, oh, so you weren't here from the beginning? I, I I got I, I wasn't at the very beginning like I like I think a year into their development okay. of the studio then I came into it came and in. literally I came in like I literally helped build the studio because like That's like right. when I got in there like all the stuff was on the floor so I helped put tables together. Okay, and, so you were there from the when they when the studio opened you were there. Yeah, yeah, I was like well, I'm like one of the the first people there. Oh, that's good. That's um, good. From the start, but in terms of the idea of the company was started between him and Henry Thurlow. Mm -hmm. um, I think at the time. He worked, Arthel worked at Ogura Kobo, like specifically only did backgrounds okay. and layouts. And so mm -hmm. he, so Arthel is like a world-class painter. Mm -hmm. He can paint anything. Like he could, like he could paint this hotel room and make it look photorealistic. <laughs> wow. From I the, always from, admire people that can do that kind of thing. Yeah, he's insane. He's, he's And your talent, your talent is, like I, you said, if someone gives you something and says, here, here's the framework. Yeah. I want it to look like this. You can take that and they'll, when they see it, they go, what the? Yeah. Stuff like so that. high school, you knew that you liked art and stuff. Is that what you focused on the most during high school, or did you, you didn't get involved in any sports? No sports at all. You really just stayed away from sports. I, I mean, I, I know, I know, I look athletic now, but, but I was you, not you athletic just, at you were all. You were really small and thin then. Yeah, like I was, I was, I was in. Like again, I think I said earlier, I, I was invisicid. I just, I just, I didn't stick out. I didn't. I, I, I wasn't even noticed enough to get bullied even. Like I was literally like I'd be good, I would be like I would be perfect for the CIA. Like if you tried to find like who I am, there's like very little like rec recorded of me because I didn't stick out at all, and and so I and I just my interests like I literally like my interests were very like minimal and focused. I loved animation. I loved video games. Um, I was a poor kid, so you know I I I got lost in like TV and and like you know my mom were you were you a um, latchkey kid latchkey kid yeah latch I, was, kid. I was definitely were a latchkey latch kid. kid is that what you were? yeah like when I my earliest the early memories when I was living in Philadelphia as a kid for those three you were years there too. yeah like my mom was kind of separated from my father and so she would she would give us a key and some money and like you know we'd walk to school walk back and she would leave food this is probably horribly dangerous now but she would like leave the oven on in the house and, but it was like a low heat it was like yes. on, and there would be like food in there like nice and warm and even when we were poor in the brownstone you know like there was that weird time like affiliate 57 in Philly 
at like five or six, or it was really late for cartoons, but it was like six or seven where it was like, like Robocop had a cartoon and the Incredible Hulk, Stan, like, hearing Stanley's voice for the first time, like, hello, true believers, and you'd watch the Incredible Hulk, you know, and so they would still have cartoons. So my life was always surrounded by some level of animation, movies, you know, like even movies I got exposed to as a kid, like at a very young age, like, like Robocop is like my favorite movie of all time, but incredibly violent. You know, David Cronenberg's The Fly, Never Ending Story, which was a kids movie, but that movie is dark. And as you get older, like it's very it's very existential horror as well. Um, so like so I was all I always was surrounded by media. And so to tra- get answer your question to translate that into schooling, I my head was always in the clouds. And so if there's any way I could find some kind of entertainment from that subject, so if it was English class. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big reader, I'm more of a visual person, but like, so I was like, oh, I have to read books. But the good thing about the books was, like, I, I, if I had to read Ken Kesey's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like, the words would put me to sleep, but there'd be certain lines or sentences in those books that I can create a world inside my head, and I would, like, make the movie in my head. You know, or Once in Future King, same deal, because it had all those, um, what do you call it, when, when something is in the present, but they put it in the past, um... Uh, anach- anach- anachronism, okay. it, like so, like I so I was always picturing like all the anachronistic things in the Arthurian legend, like like Merlin would like use a, a cell phone or something to talk, even though it's in the in the past and stuff like that. So so or, or if we if I was in a biology class, right? You know, my favorite days is when he, like the teacher's like, okay, we're gonna watch like the age of the dinosaurs, and that like. Because it was visual medium, then mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. I can do that. But if it was a lot of times, if it was lecturing, I was always drawing. I was always like I used to do like um, things in my like uh, composition books mm-hmm. where like now it's now you would call it storyboarding, right, right in right. animation. But I used to draw like you say like stick figures, but it was like kung fu theater. But I would draw sequentially like so how well close. I would that came later. But what I would do is I like one, two, three, four, and I'd draw like two guys. Right, and one guy like pushes the other guy. He has a knife. He tries to stab the other guy with a knife, and the other guy grabs the guy's arm. And then like that's like so. Like number one is the two guys, guy with the knife. Number two, the guy with the knife tries to stab the other guy. And then number three is the guy grabbing the other guy. And then number four is the payoff, and then, like breaking the guy's arm and then putting the knife in the guy's like you know thing. Now I'm a kid, right? So I don't I, I don't know the words or the vocabularies. But this is what I'm doing is what you call like storyboarding, okay, right, right, you know, right. and also you're, na- you're, t- you're telling a story narratively, you know, like, here's a setup and then the last frame, here's the payoff, here's the gag, right? So you can do that quick now, like if you, got, if you had a whiteboard and you're in an office room and they say, okay, Steven, I want you to show a scene the guys about attacking another guy with thing. Can you boop, 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 boop? Yeah, but very quickly, yeah. yeah that's, that, that's a skill set. <laughs> that's neat, it is. It is. Um, definitely. Uh, and when I came into day art, like I was like kind of like yeah I can do this I can do that da, 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 da. Right. and and I thought I was like no 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 and he, he has a very particular way of talking he goes no 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 he goes we just need, we just need you to do this one thing <laughs> and do it really <laughs> good, good yes. and that it's and it's not just him saying that's that's the industry, the industry. So they you don't can, want you to be every, multi-talented yeah well it's it's not multi-talented they just yeah right that you want to, you want to be the best tool for that particular operation. And, and when you look at it from a business perspective, where it's not just animation, being a, a doctor, that's why there's different types of focuses in medicine or in like law or all these things. Because when you're, when you're a scalpel at that thing, then you are more reliable 
and that's where the money's at and you can be more successful that way if a person is like I, I when I was younger I used to like say like oh like when I played video games like I always use the analogy of Final Fantasy which is a role-playing game still famous to this day in fact they're releasing a new mm -hmm. one like 16 um, but you'd have like these different magic people like you had the white mage that would use uh, white spells like to cure or mm -hmm. to heal mm -hmm. then you have the black mage that would use the destructive spells like fire or lightning and then you'd have like the red mage who knew a little bit of the the white magic but also knew a little bit of the black magic knew a little bit of the blue magic knew a little bit of the green magic but you, he only could only go to a certain level he wasn't he, a master at anything yeah he was he was a he was a vanguard he was yeah, a, a jack of all trades but a master of none none yeah, yeah. Like and so i always i always saw myself like that because you know again it took me forever to get into the animation industry so i spent most of my time working on independent projects or doing my own stuff you know, so that it, I had to storyboard, I had to do the keyframes, I had to learn the new technology to fill in the background, I had to edit and add special effects and post or, or do sound. Uh, so through that, through that, I sort of formed an identity around it, and in, and in that identity, I sort of prided myself in being that. But once I started working at Day Art and essentially working in the animation industry, which is commercial art. All that I had to relearn everything. And stay focused. Stay focused. Be a white mage. Be a black mage. Be right. a blue mage. But and we don't need the any best red. Adage, yeah. yeah, we don't need any red mages right now. You know. So to me, so when you, so out of high school, when you decided to go to college, did you know the college you wanted to go? You said you went back to Philadelphia to do college. So after, yeah, after I graduated uh, high school, then um, I went back uh, to Philly, and that was the that was the moment where I kind of re um, uh, reignited my relationship with my father. Mm -hmm. um, because I hadn't seen, him. He, I saw him once when I was a teenager. It was a good time, and he was in Hawaii. He was living in Hawaii at the time, and he moved back to Philly. And so, I said goodbye to my mom for now. Then went to go live with my father, and I lived with him for about two years. And in that time, I went to a community college first. It was, I think, it was called uh, Delaware County Community College in Bucks County, and I paid for that out of my pocket. I worked like a billion jobs, like working at like, you know, like uh, Rite Aid pharmacy, working at UPS. You know, uh, working at like a local uh, college, um, like helping kids, you know, to be artists. So I, I did a bunch of jobs, working at GameStop. Yeah. Well, what was your dad like to you? I mean, he hadn't seen you since you went to California. You'd been there eight, nine years now yeah. in California. You come back to your dad. So he must have been keeping in contact with you or she wouldn't have known how to reach him. We, we, we stayed in contact via his father, uh, my grandfather, uh, Frank Who was, Where was he? He he lived in Philly as well, okay. um, and so he's like so the so the contact on my father's side would be my grandfather and my uncle, right. and so my uncle lived in Hawaii. My grandfather lived in Pennsylvania. So throughout my life, when I was living in California, they would liaise or they would they would come by and visit. Oh really? So you see like your that. grandfather sometimes? Yeah, so you're yeah. tight with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he was a very um, very like. If I were to describe one word, like gentleman, okay, he was a he was a, he was a, he was a consummate gentleman, very um, he 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 um, spoke very directly. He never uh, talked around a thing, you know. Um, he was very like, okay, we're going to the river, okay, we're going to McDonald's, okay, and he was always deliberate and always great, always awesome. Um, and you know he would, and it, when I when I did see him in in Pennsylvania near the end of his life, 
he would go to like a restaurant and like uh, we'd have he's like order whatever you want and and we'd order food and the waitress would be like oh my god Mr. Murphy you know because he was a teacher right so all the kids he taught ended up like you know growing up and having families of their own what, like, what did he teach I think he taught math I think he taught like he is. It's one of those te- like back in the day, like where like the I'm teacher sorry. would talk, teach many subjects. But I remember him teaching math. He taught at elementary, junior high, high school. Um, I think in his earlier years, way before my time, I think he he taught like in high schools. And as he got older, I think he he might have taught at like community colleges or or because I know his wife at the time she taught in universities I think she was like a, a champion and they had volleyball. two kids they had your father and your they had uncle? three um, my father Stephen uh, the old he was the, the middle first, kid he was the middle kid he's middle kid okay uh, so your the, uncle's the oldest uh, the, the, the one that I talked to he's the youngest Uncle Dennis okay. and then the oldest one who passed as well Uncle Paul so him, three he, boys yeah three and I didn't really see Uncle Paul all that much mm-hmm. in my life I met him like literally like once or twice okay. and that was it you know. So your father, so your father never had another family or had other kids that you know of. That I know of. You know that you know of. But as, as far as you're concerned, he was just with you when he was with you. Yeah, yeah. So you felt like the, you were probably his only kids. Yeah, I, I know. Feeling from him. Yeah, I, it's interesting. My father. And your grandfather would have told you anyway, probably. Being as no, as he, he was. was. He was. He was very closed off emotionally, and not. not oh, was he? Yeah, not. Not oh. like he never said like I love you. He never said like you are a wonderful, good person. He was. But but there was a kindness to him. I understand. He, he very, took care of you. He knew you yeah. were his blood. Yeah. And he 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 acknowledged that. It's like it's like when you watch like a David Attenborough like nature show. It's like right. the mother bear <laughs> teaches the child to catch the fish, and so then like that, right? yeah, but no emotion involved in it. Yeah. Just just telling you the facts. Exactly. You're my you're my grandson, and and my son had you. And, yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think my dad picked up on that, you know, right. because and how can he not? Because near the end, I know near the end of his life, you know, he was losing his faculties, and you know, it was a really hard thing. This and is your grandfather, my grandfather, and so that the one thing I will always uh, respect my father for is he he didn't want me to see that, so he took the brunt of all that stuff like that, you know, when when doing the house, the hospice and the home care and stuff like that. I didn't see any of that. Where stuff. were you? I was in college at the time, so so he he wanted me just to focus on college, do that thing, and he and took care, take care of it. all that other stuff like that. So that was the one, that was the one good thing. And that's I I'm, 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 it feels like I'm talking away, like you're waiting for the second shoe to drop on my father. Um, my father's relationship with him is is is, I would say non-existent. It's not that I hate him; it's just that he's a he's a complicated guy, you know, and he he himself very artistic. Very charismatic. He's artistic. Oh, he's super artistic. He's a musician. He can carve what, what things. What does he play? What uh, instrument? Uh, he's a guitarist. Okay. And stuff like that. Acoustic or uh, acoustic. He was okay. an acoustic, and then of course he did electric. It's the '80s, right? And you know, when he was younger, you know, like they literally, my mom and him literally lived like the sex, drugs, and rock and roll type of lifestyle. Um, but the thing of my father, the lesson I learned about him is, as talented as he was, he's still around though. As far as I know, okay. I haven't like, like literally I haven't talked to him in, in years. Okay. But as from my observation of him and and doing like a pathology report on his life, he only used his art just to get the girl, or he only uses art just to get the drugs, or he only uses art just to get like his little bit of fame in his little bit of the world. He didn't he didn't think bigger, or he didn't he didn't franchise it, or he didn't like you know have a five year plan with it. You know, he just did it just to, to, 
to get the, the narcissistic supply that he needed at the time, right? And so, and so I, I, that was the lesson I learned is that, that that's why I'm a commercial artist and not an artist because an artist, you, you can be very successful or you can be, not be successful at all because really your muse is whatever it is. It could be another person, it could be a thing, it could be inside. But a commercial artist, you have to think about it down the line as a business, right? You, of course it's fun and of course you create things that inspire people to do many things. But it is a business, and you do have to have a discipline about it, and you do have to look at a at a much deeper horizon than what's in front of you that that instantly gratifies you or validates. Did commercial it. art start hitting you in college, becoming a commercial artist? Um, the the short answer is no, only because I didn't see the full picture, okay. and my professors were great. They they were all famous in their own rights. A lot of my professors like worked on movies or like Peter Gabriel videos or Michael Jackson. Yeah, so what did Star you Trek. study in college? Because you said the first two years. Oh, you okay. So, just, so, right. Yeah. So Bucks, so Bucks County, no, no, Delaware County Community College. It was in Bucks County, I believe. And here's a funny thing. Because um, you would take the bus and the bus was like an hour of bus ride from Philly because you go all the way out into the, the Lansdowne County or Bucks County. It's all like nothing out there. And then from there, I had to walk like a half hour to the actual campus like at five in the morning and I was there all day because it because the buses would run so infrequently so like I would almost kind of live there and I was there for about like a year and a half two years I paid for that out of my pocket and so I did I got all my fine arts there still no uh, mindset of commercial stuff because it was really just about learning how to draw really draw like you know I grew up like drawing what I saw on TV but now you have to draw like this naked person mm -hmm. or you have to draw like this this bowl of plants and then you have to start learning the vocabulary like tenebrist lighting and all, the, all this stuff and, and actually work with other materials other than a pencil or a, or a ballpoint pen and so that was my tutelage for two years forget the cartoons forget all the stuff like look at the history and, and how the human body is or, or how lighting comes across this apple so we would do that and then I would walk all the way back to the bus stop and I remember like early in the morning to like late night you know, like 8 o'clock at night. And I remember there was like a, a Gennardi's, a big grocery store Gennardi's, and you'd see this big parking lot. And I would just be waiting for the bus, and every once in a while I'd see like these guys, these like young, like punk-looking dudes, and they would just be doing dumb stuff. Like they would be like in a shopping cart, and like they would like push the shopping cart, and the guy would hit like the metal of like concrete thing, and it would hit the asphalt or fly into the bush, and all his other friends would like be laughing and stuff like that. Turns out those guys were like the jackass. Jackass, guys. I was about to say you were watching the jackass. Yeah, guys. I was watching them before Is that they. Right? Yeah, I was watching them before they became famous and stuff like that. They used to just be in like the parking just lot. Doing of, like, that just because they really love doing it. Yeah, and I think that Gennardi's, um, the guy Bam Margera, like his father, like was the guy that like would cut the meat or, or or stuff like that. So that's why they like had access to that. But it was just so funny. So like, so even then, I was surrounded by like creative people. I just didn't realize it and stuff like that. Wow. Um, and then, then, and then, so from Delaware County, then I got into UArts and I did like borrow money and do all these things because now this is an actual university, a prestigious university with prestigious people. And well, you were getting the grades obviously to be able to do that. Yes, and I, I and I worked really hard and I had the the, the draftsmanship and art skills to get into okay, a school okay. like that. Right. Because you have to do the whole portfolio thing. Your dad didn't say he just told you to just go ahead and keep on doing what you're doing. And he's like he's like you do yeah, it. I don't have any money. It, yeah. You know I did, I, did, I I he had to like do a loan in my behalf. I had to but do you it. could stay with him. You could live in his home. 
uh, I, I, to an extent, because you know, the, the things started getting tenuous uh, between him and I think his second. I, I can't remember if he married or not. But so that were, uh, caused you to find some other places to stay. Yeah, and 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 the relationship between my father and I also was deteriorating because you know when I first saw him, when I first came to see him, that's the thing. That was the other the, the other half of my father. I didn't finish. He can be if you met him, very charming individual, very funny stories for days. But then, when he was not nice, he was really not nice. And 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 I and I'll say this: my father never hit me. He hit my brother, you know, because my brother, like, I never championed myself. I lived my life passively, which is not a good thing. It's part of my personality makeup. Very narcissistic in that way, but um, inverted narcissistic. Uh, but but so so if I I I, w- I would avoid the trouble, mm-hmm. whereas my brother had, he was anti he was antisocial, so he would confront it. Right, if he was hit with criticism, he'd ball up his fist. So my dad's like, "All right, you want to ball up your fist at me?" And so he would hit, he would hit him, uh, whereas I would kind of shrink away and and avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that inconsistency in his personality, I was like, "I got to get away from." Was he, this guy. Were there any substances involved in his inconsistency? Uh, when he was in the eighties, he was very much into the but drugs. I mean, when scene. you guys live with him, he was uh, he's like you know just a pothead guy. Okay, you that know. was it. So, yeah, which is he, ironic because all the pothead people I know, they're like super chill. chill. And he, he'd be on pot and still get vi- he could be violent? Well, he'd be chill when he's on pot, but when he, when he wasn't on it. Then he could Yeah. And so I think it, I think that's why like when I watch a lot of these things like that, that horrible shooting recently, they're trying to blame it on like marijuana. I'm like, no. Because cause I, I and, and I've partook, partook, you know, and I've never had any violent tendencies like that. That's a personality issue. That's a chemical I always say that. I always say that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So college, when you finished college, where did you hit for from there? After you finished the university? University, I briefly went to Hawaii. Um, at this point, I had like no money. Like, like they give you the degree. And well, when you when you when, so when you got your diploma, you just got you didn't you walked across the stage and everything. Was your dad there? He was. Your mother? She wasn't. I think my dad was there. Yeah. Okay. Was my uncle there? No. So so no no. My mom did and your come. Grandfather? No no. My mom did. My grandfather unfortunately had passed at that point. Oh, he he passed a year before I graduated. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think they both did come. Mm-hmm. If memory serves me, I think they both did come, and and that was that was actually a rare moment where they were actually very civilized to each other because there's there's no love between. Like I'm sure you know, like they're always gonna be in each other's lives in, inside their head. Because we had you two because of you. But but I think that was a good moment where I think because here I was, I graduated like a Murphy that graduated a prestigious university, and of course I linked a lot of stuff that all the adventures I had in university. Um, but but wait, for, wait, this isn't gonna be your last podcast, hopefully. Oh, because what I'm planning on doing is bring it. Well, no, you're gonna do a couple of <laughs> yeah. Piano might fall on me the next day or something. <laughs> uh, just a little higher, Morty. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Um, so anyway, so they both came to that and they were civil to each other. Yeah. When you to your gra- when you graduated, yeah. Then you said, okay, I have. I no think money. my uncle came as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I have no money, but I'm going to go to Hawaii. So so basically, what happened was after they said their goodbyes, my mom went back and and he uh, went back to the thing. I was living with my uh, then uh, some friends, and um, we were all just kind of living in an apartment. And then, and then I, w- I was gonna go to Japan because we all loved anime and, and oh, stuff like right. that. that makes sense, yeah. And so we were all gonna. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, we all signed up for the jet program. 
And um, the JET program is like a government-funded thing here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, and you get to teach for, for a very limited time, and they pay for everything. Um, two, I think one or two of the people got in. I did not get in, because it's almost kind of like a lottery system. Mm-hmm. So they went off first, and I was like, I'll see you guys soon. So basically, like, I... Um, I just worked every job and then I, I, I went to Hawaii because it was kind of close. So I went to Japan. I think I went to Japan first, but I couldn't get a visa there because no one would sponsor me. So then I flew back, but then this time I was in Hawaii. So I left Philly to Japan, yeah. couldn't get a visa, then I went to Hawaii. And again, killed two birds with one stone, visit my uncle. And I was there for about six months, I want to say. <laughs> Visiting your uncle. Yeah, and okay. so so in that time I was kind of homeless. So like my, again, my uncle, you know, very much like my grandfather, you know, he would he would say things like "I I love you," but he was also like he was he was his father's son. So the mother bear will teach the child how to fish, and if the child can't learn how to fish, then he will give him fifty bucks <laughs> and, and figure it out. Yeah, and did he have children of his own? Yeah, I believe um, so. He married into two children, two lovely kids who are wonderful people. Are they your, your cousins? Are you close with them at all? Not by blood, but they are my cousins. And I th- not by blood. Well, because he married into um, someone who oh, already had already kids. Already had yeah, kids. Yeah. He didn't have his own biological kids at yeah. all. I think he might have. Uh, I, I stayed there just so I could save up money, and then I flew to Portland, Oregon, briefly to interview for Interact. Um, interact is another English teaching thing in Japan. Oh, okay, so my sorry. focus was just I wanted to get to Japan to be with the person, the, my friends, like that, and also get in the anime industry because I thought I was going to go over there. But like, I, oh, so what? you did have plans to get involved in anime? Yeah, yeah. So I was is, like, is what? Would you would you think you were going to do? I make movies, make animation. You really believe that's what you? Yeah, do? yeah. And I didn't have the words. I didn't have the words for it. I just like I I, I was just like. I, I can, and and again I'm leaving a lot of information out because when right. I was in university I I knew how to animate like I made some really cool like animations okay. and there was also other talented people and our professors they're really good um, but they would they would drop little points of knowledge like hey you got to treat this like a business um, there's not a lot of money in animation there's a, it's very highly competitive and I was like yeah 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 um, let me get back to my animation I like Ghost in the Shell I like Ninja Scroll all these things right. And so I had that mindset that I'm going to go to Japan and just walk into an animation studio and be like, one desk for me, please, so I can start <laughs> animating. And right. they'll be like, oh, yes, bring yeah, this of course, way. Of course, of course. Yes, we'll yeah. Oh, and did you get your complimentary bag <laughs> of money on the way in as well? So um, that did not go the way I thought it would. So, so I came to Japan and I uh, was in a relationship at a time they were also in Japan and they're like oh by the way I'm leaving you for this guy and I'm like oh okay was she Japanese? no she was American and um, and then she promptly left Japan to go live her life and I think she's like an artist now she and stuff like that and she's doing quite well um, and I saw her briefly and one of our mutual friends got married who's like another like a producer in Hollywood and stuff like okay. that and uh, we were very nice to each other and stuff like that, but you know that was just the past. But 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 so I so I, I was in Hawaii for six months to save up money, got the, the English teaching job. I only took the job so I can get into Japan to get the visa to get, go into the animation. That was the plan, and I ended up like teaching English for like eight years. And now how long have you been in Japan up to now? Uh, sixteen, I want to say. Okay, so the first eight years of your life here was teaching English. Yeah. Where? I initially taught English uh, for a company called Interact. But we're, we're in Japan. Oh, um, so we, we did a training in Tokyo in um, Osaka. And they're like, okay. I was like, Tokyo. They're like, no, you're not going to be in Tokyo. We're shipping you out to like 
the mountains in like Kanto. Like oh, what, they sent me out to like, Yamagata. Yamagata to, to, okay. to this snowy village right, right, called right. Surokashi, which beautiful area, beautiful landscape. The people are beautiful too. Yeah, you know, and like I got there and it was like Mormons. And I and at this point, the like Mormons were there. Yeah, and 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 keep in mind, my headspace is like my heart's broken. I don't know any of the language. I'm not. I, I'm not going to work in the animation industry. I'm going to like teach English, and I'm just like, what did I just do? What like I have no money, so like I'm kind of stuck here. And it's and by the way, no one to blame. Like I, my own naivete got me into this, and so they they ship me out to this place called Surokashi. I can't. I, don't ask me the name of the school. I can't remember the name of the school I taught it. it like they have, they, it's like Daiichi, Daimi. Dai, you know, they, they just name the schools like that. Uh, but I remember it was, a, it was a school by the beach, and so like, uh, so, so I was really, so I was fighting this depression. But then you have to be like really happy to the kids, like head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. Mm. And it's like snowing and raining outside, and like these kids are lovely kids, and the teachers are very nice. And they would like they would try to take me out afterwards and like show me around, or the Mormons would like show me around. And they were teaching English too. They would try to teach me bits of Japanese. No, but were they teaching English? They were there. The Mormons were teaching English. That's right. Well, the Mormons were there to spread the good word. Okay. They were there to like they did volunteer work. Um, they were they were there to shepherd foreigners like me to get adapted to a new culture. Um, they would teach cooking. They would do. They would. Uh, they they had various programs that were like like outreach and community stuff. Uh, to, to you know, because of course their main focus was to get the religion, and of course whatever whatever infrastructure in that culture they would be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But it, it my relationship with them didn't last too long. Like it was just enough to get me situated, and they could tell like. He's not, he's not into be, this. He's, he's like, yeah, we're gonna waste our energy. He's on not this. gonna be an elder. He doesn't no. need to be an elder. And so, um, uh, and then of course I hung out with a lot of the teachers, and then there were like, other foreigners there too, um, and they were very lovely English teachers. I think one of them was like the great great granddaughter, not great great niece of like Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous architect. Wow. And she was, I think her name was Rebecca. She was really nice. She had like, you know, there's the, my friend Brian and all these people were really cool. So they, they, you know, it was, it was hard going because I was not a very pleasant person to be around at that time because I was just depressed and just like, oh, I hate, I hate everything. Um, And, um, and then my buddy Matt, again, goes back to video games and cartoons because we'd stay in these little apartments in Soroka and he worked for it he still works at NEC I believe and he's like a big time engineer he's like super rich I, I saw him a couple of years ago we had dinner in Shinagawa um, but he in very nice guy very American he's like hey man you wanna come over and play Halo and I'm like do I and so yeah. I, I would, we'd have just epic nights where we would just sit there and play Halo and have like gin tonics and stuff like that and just talk about stuff he's married with kids now very pleasant guy but people like him and Brian and I think the guy's name was Jeff and Rebecca, these were people that kind of got me out of my funk, gotcha. you know, and, and got me to say, okay, you're not in the animation industry, but right. check this place out. Check out Japan. So I climbed mountains. I went up Chokaizan. I went to other prefectures. We took that Seishin Juhachi no Kipu thing, and right. like, where it's like five free days. Right. And I just took every train and went to all the you prefectures, know. went to Sapporo, went to Hokkaido, made friends, you know. Right. So, so it, it really got me out of my funk. Right. 
you know, but it didn't fix my personality, but at least it got me adapted to the, the culture. That lasted for eight years, then what happened after that eight years? So that out? was a year up in that area, and okay. then three to four years in Yokohama and Kanagawa again. Oh, you, were in Yokohama. you got to go to Yokohama. Okay. Yeah, and that's where I met all the Navy people and that's all right. the British people and, and all the, all like the, the, the for, I say this with love, the degenerates, because they were always like at the hub or like at the, the base or on at the haunch. So I hung out with those people. I look and I, I see them every once in a while as well. Like I'll see them in Yogi Park and we'll you know grab some drinks or whatever. But um, they were. I, it was hard for me to relate to them because I had my own things in my head, still focusing on animation and things that I wanted. And they were they were all about they they still taught English and stuff like that. But again, they were there to like party, get with the girls, you, you know. And I was always sort of like, oh, you know, I'm here for a bit, you know. And also, again, I'm leaving information out. Like, I mean, I I was in the martial arts, still am. I still do martial arts. What type? I do Reiwaryu, uh, Reishinkan, uh, Karate. Okay. Uh, and I did Kyokushin Karate for a while too as, as well. What degree did you get? Have you gotten that? Oh, I'm Nidon Black Belt. Nidon Black Belt, okay. Yeah. All right. I can fight. Okay, there you go. I've had my face. You're not supposed to ever use it, but still, yeah. I never use it. I never use it. In fact, I just. And if you do make sure it's a dark alley and it's only the two of you there. <laughs> so there's no witnesses? <laughs> well, you get, get my boss on uh, on camera. He'll have some stories for you because he was like the head of security in Rapongi and stuff like that. Okay. He's a big dude. Yeah. But, um, in fact, I did break up a fight recently in a bar. I was in because I'm always in Nietzsche drinking okay. and stuff like that. And there was um, the bartender, really nice guy, and um, this other dude. He again, he he's just super drunk. He was buying everybody drinks, but he, those two like he's he's half Japanese, half Colombian. Okay. So what he about get, the other guy. I think the same because they're both speaking okay, they were arguing gotcha. in Spanish okay. oh, and okay. he slammed the hand on the counter and then Toshiki loves me he's a cool guy he, like, he's like you're the best customer and so like I said something to him As, but the other guy misheard and he's like what you? and he, and he like, kicked the stool back and he went to grab me to like punch me this is recent yeah this is like maybe like a couple mm-hmm. a few weeks ago right. and um, I said hey and I, I knew I could just like turn this guy into a pretzel. I, got you. I said, "Here's only I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna give you a big hug." He's like, "No, you're not." I'm like, "I am. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna hug you." And he's like, he had his fist balled up, and he was like ready to grab me. And I, I just like put my hand over, and I put it around. And I just started hugging him, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm so sorry. I'm drunk. I'm drunk." You know, it's all like that. That's you know, good. that's so smart. Man. Yeah, that's good. good. If you disarmed him like that, that's so good. Yeah. So tell me this: So you finished college? You, I mean, not college, but you finished your eight years. Doing that, how did you get out and transform into the next eight years here? And where, where was where was the next eight years? How did you get out of teaching English? Um, oh, that's a fun story. So, so three or four years in Kanagawa, and in the the final three or four years in Tokyo. Um, <clears throat> so this is about what five years ago. And da- Dante Dante Carver, Mister uh, SoftBank himself, uh, we became good friends. Through our mutual friend, who I went to school with, went to University Arts with as well. You met him at the Uncle Nearest about Will. He uh, so we're all there, like Dante, Will. Who's Will? What's one? Oh, you might. He's not the one with the red hair. No, he's tall with the beard. He he came a little bit later. Um, I went to school with him at University of York and stuff like that. He's he's a a filmmaker, director of photography. He's doing that here. Yeah, he released the he released the uh, his award winning film The Roost recently. He's another one you should have mm-hmm. sitting in, in this chair. I'll do it. Um, yeah, he's supposed to swing by the studio later this week as well. Okay. Lovely guy, very funny. Um, 
and so basically we all became friends through our love of Anime. Anime and movies and, and all that stuff like that because we used to go in the Makati Mese in Chiba because, you know, Dante's the celebrity, right? So, of course, you know, he knows everybody. And um, basically, uh, we became really good friends. Fast forward to y your question. I was ready to throw myself out a window teaching English. I was like, this is not what I came to Japan for. I'm miserable. Ah, you know, and other personal issues. And again, I'm just like, I can't, I can't anymore. And so I used to, and Dante and we, you know, bodybuild, trains like that, Gold's Gym, we still do to this day. And um, he goes, I hear you. Come to Trunk Hotel. I want you to meet somebody. And I'm like, all right. And so I, I show up and, and, and again, I'm also frustrated because all my other mutual friends are like, like my friend Fumi, who I haven't mentioned, he's now like a CEO of his own IT company. He has like three houses in Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah, and I'm still, I'm just like, uh, you know, and so and so basically, he's like, come to the Trunk Hotel, I'll buy you a drink, stuff like that. And I come there, and then Dante's sitting there, and there's this other gentleman, this big, big dude in braids. He's, Did Dante ask you to come to the Trunk Hotel? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And, and he's sitting next to this other guy, this big, giant dude, like, wearing denim, and, and he's got these braids. And he's like, he's like, this is my friend, Arthel. He's like... Oh, that was Arthel? Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, hey, man, how's it going? And he was very nice. He was very friendly. And um, and he goes, uh, so, I was like, so, like, I can't remember the conversation, but basically the conversation was like, oh, you do animation. I was like, yeah, yeah. And and he's like, well, tell me about it. And so I told him what I do and stuff like that. And he's like, okay. Well, he's like, I'm starting a new animation studio, but um, I'm not hiring anybody. And I was like, okay. And he's like, he's like, he's like but you can come check it out if you want. Come on down. You can check, take a look at it. And um, I was like, sure, sure, anything, yeah, yeah. And then so, I he showed me where it was. I couldn't find the place, but he was he was kind enough to to find find where I was at and then walk me over to the place. And I get in there and I meet like Henry and 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 Yudai and 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 a couple other people there at the time. Um, and like Doison, who's still with the studio, she's our production manager. She's lovely. Um, and like there was like a little tiny small studio in Shinjuku. And like everything was on the floor, like the computers were on the floor. There was all these wires and stuff like that. And some people were like, like literally, like working on like whatever project they were working on. And other people were putting desks together. And I was like, oh. And like Henry walked up and he's like, hey man, let's go. He's a guy from New York, New Yorker, uh, another great guy to have on your couch. He works for Toy Animation now, working on like One Piece. And like everyone was super friendly. And um, and like uh, I was like, can I help? I, yeah. I, I can help yeah, in can I stay here uh, forever yeah <laughs> so I just came in there and I was like can I get you guys coffee or anything, yeah, yeah, anything and so yeah. and they looked at me like yeah yeah can you put this table together da, da, da. and so I was just helping put like furniture together and, and yeah and then like Henry walked up to me he goes he goes so like Arthur's always like you do animation I'm like yeah he's like can you help me out with something I was like yeah sure he's like okay so this scene this girl's like holding a cigarette and then this scene and he was like she was he was telling me how to do like production Animation, animation production, like on on the actual like assembly right, line. Right, right. He's like, so you do this, and then like these, these numbers mean this. When you but, he, but 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 he but he kind of camouflaged that by saying, "Can you help me do something?" Yeah, and then were and they actually doing it? Was this a job interview? I didn't know at the time. It, it might have but been. It could, that could have been it. It could have been on, it. So yeah, so. it could have been it. So he says, "Show me what you can do." And yeah. what'd you, what'd you do? I did it, and it was basically like it was just, it was basically like like one circle, 
uh, or how, how's it labeled? It's like, yeah, they just, because they just label them like one, two, three, or whatever. One, circle, two, circle, three, circle. When the circle's around it, it just means that it's a keyframe. And then, then you would draw it and stuff like that, and then you would just draw a number, but not circle it, right? And it was he like, showed you how to do that. Jeff. Yeah, and then so the, so basically, like it's like a hand holding a circle going from here to here or something like Got that. You, okay. And this is A cell. A cell is like the, the the very first cell, B cell, and stuff like that. Right, right, right. And so all I had to do was just draw like a couple more keyframes in between right. and stuff like that. And I did that. And then he said, "Excuse me, I gotta go, I gotta go take a break for a second. And he goes, "I thought this guy's so scary." He goes, "Okay, he's like, like this." And you said, "I'm just doing this stuff." Kind of, kind of. You had no clue. Well, well, well. Actually, it was close. It was close. He just he, he, he kind of walked up to me and he goes, "Oh, how's that going?" And he, he took a look and he goes, nah, nah, nah. "And he's like, okay, this is cool. Make sure you do this." Okay, that's cool. Make sure you got it. Who's like a, doing this? Who's saying that? A Henry. Oh, Henry. Okay, yeah. And he took it and he goes, "Hey, I got another stack of you to do. Can you do these?" And so that's kind of how it went. Gotcha. And so, and then, and then he's like, "Can you be here like tomorrow to do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And so I never said like, "So do I got the job?" I was just like, "Yeah, I'll be back here." Wait, tomorrow. Wait, 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 what about getting paid? So, so <laughs> I was still teaching English at the time, and fortunately, it, the, where I was teaching was also in Shinjuku, so it was just kind of like a twenty-minute walk up the okay, street. So, so you had Chuo Cohen. It wouldn't have mattered if it was two hours away; you would have been there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would, and and that was it. So, so, so. So, how did you get paid? How so, did you finally get the job? So basically, Arthel was like. So like he's like, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? Okay, here you go. So here's like go on in. So like he, so I, I didn't ask for money. He said, okay, you did this, this, this. And when you know, when you meet Arthel, he's 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 got a mind of metal. You know, he takes pers pers personal stuff out of the equation. He goes, did you do this? You did this. Okay, okay. here's a check. Da -da -da. Here's the money. And then he'll be like, okay, Henry said that you can do these things. Can you do these things? You can. Good. Do that. And then that's how. So it was never like. Please, please, sir. Can I have can some more? Can I have, some more? <laughs> no. can I have a job? Please? Yeah, it was basically like, can you do this? Good, do that. And then here's some crit criticism. Okay, fix those things. And so the reason why I'm, I'm where I'm at today at day How long are, have you been there? I've been there for over five years now. About that. So it was, it was, ahead, my man. since 2017, yeah. so 2022 is about five years. Yeah. That's and right. so now I'm one of the, one of the the, the people there. Really yeah, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Look, I like that story. We're gonna cut it about here. That was yeah. fantastic. Fantastic, man! I really love that. Uh, did, did, was that really good? Did I do good? Did I That's do good? good? You did. You did really good. I usually ask people a question at the end. I say, "What do you consider?" But I know what you're answering. Me. What would you consider being blessed in Japan to be? But I say, "What do you consider a good life in Japan to be?" Uh, a good life, uh, having muscles, lots of good muscles. Now, uh, I think this can be applied to anywhere, but to focus in on Japan, I think. Um, under, uh, when it comes to Japan, you know, what's considered good is recognizing what Japan is as opposed to what you wanted it to be when you got here. You know, and so the reason why I'm still here is I accept Japan for what it is as, ba as opposed to what I idealized it as, you know, anime, you know, beautiful people or, or the pop culture, but it's not that. That's, that's just like on the surface. But it's so much more. And I think you can apply that rule to many cultures. And stuff like that. That's true. Stephen, thank you so much. Man. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Fantastic. All of you watching this podcast, remember, it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars. Because you're too blessed to be stressed.